You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome to episode number 282 of the Take Him With You podcast for August 3rd, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Sharing about our Journey concert and a message that I shared at the Baptist Church this morning. They did this song live. Yeah, they. I can't remember all the songs they did, but they were really good. A lot good. of their hits they did. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good concert all the way around, except for the people standing in front of us. Yeah, that was kind of um, unusual. I just shook my head. Of all the places we would sit, they would have to be well, there. Um, at the beginning, we look around and there was no one else like standing on seats and and dancing around like maniacs except for the people in front of right us in front of us and you know when they were kids they their mom brought them or somebody's mom brought you know a whole carload of kids and they were having a good time they could have been doing a lot more stupid things so we tolerated it yeah i've had to remember <laughs> when i was that age and back when i was just a whippersnapper yeah I, I kind of wish the mom would have said, that's kind of rude to the people behind you, but... Yeah, so we went to the oh, well. Journey concert down at the Sleep Country Amphitheater in uh, Ridgeview, Washington. It's down by Vancouver, Washington, just 20 miles north of Portland. Yeah. So, matter of fact, <coughs> Journey got booed because when they came out, they said... They Hello, said, Portland! Hello, Portland! And it's like... They're in Washington State, not in Oregon. And they Oregon. said it like three, four times, so they didn't get the clue. They didn't understand that they were not in Portland. They were 20 miles north of Portland, which happens to be in Washington State. Yeah, but they didn't so, They didn't realize. Poor guys. They got booed. We didn't boo them, but we were no. like, what? We're not in Portland. It bugged so, you more than it bugged me. I don't care. I know. It's, I don't really care at all. So what, you know? So it was like a, a dream come true to watch uh, the band Journey uh, 31 years later. Yeah. The guys don't look the same anymore. Well, and some aren't the same guys either. Yeah, that's true. But I just thought that Arnell did a great job. He's the lead singer. Yeah. And we've talked about him on the program before, and you should watch the video. 
journey, every man's journey, or don't stop believing, every man's journey. And I, I know it's on Amazon Prime and Netflix, yeah. those kind of things. You so. can watch it on Netflix if you have a subscription to Netflix. It might be like on Dish on Demand or some of those things, or the cable stations on demand. And it's interesting They're because good. we haven't been to a big concert like that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having hair issues. My hair is... It's pretty kind of fun looking. It's in my face. We just got done videotaping our our video submissions to the 500th episode of the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast with Rico Dosti and friends. Yeah. My wife put in an entry, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed, though. Yeah, that's okay. You did great. <laughs> you did. You did really well. And... So you have to watch the program next weekend on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, celebrating their 500th episode in my head, of the podcast. In my head, I had this planned out that I would do like cartwheels and acrobatics and martial arts at the beginning. Who are you kidding? <laughs> you what? You want me to take you to the emergency room? I know. Because that that's what would happen. I, I, yeah, I'm not very good at that stuff anymore i don't know that i ever was <laughs> but i could do more of that when i was oh younger my. than i, I can had no now. idea that was in your ideas of <laughs> that's why i'm this. like i'm not sure i could do this <laughs> oh my <laughs> so i sat in a chair and talked instead <laughs> that's okay you did a good job okay yeah now everyone knows how strange my brain works oh they knew that a long time ago <laughs> Has to be a creative, um, interesting brain because okay. I married you, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you watched the uh, premiere of Outlander that you were have been wanting to watch because you've read the books or yeah got a bunch of the books. I read some of the books. Okay, and yeah. you we were blushing a little bit because there was some adult yeah, content. Yeah. Well, we've we've never had any like pay paid movie channel before, right? But, but we got one because you wanted... I, I got one because I really wanted to see... This new series and, by Ron okay, Moore now, on TV on Stars called Outlander. And I have to say that 95% of it lived up to my expectations. Yeah, there was just... There was just a well, see, few now, see, blushing some people, moments There's a that, bunch of people that watch Game of Thrones and it has nudity in it all the time and lots and lots of violence, violence. and decapitation okay. right and, stuff. and then this particular one that we watched there was violence there was a few things of violence but uh for the most part it was a little slow for me but it was it was pretty good but there was a scene between a husband and wife that was that uh, was a little bit a couple scenes actually that were a little revealing yeah yeah, yeah a little awkward uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so um yeah, we actually watched it twice, and the first time our daughter was in the room, and so we, you, whenever you questioned that something might happen, you just fast-forwarded, so we didn't see. And then I watched it a second time, and I go, oh, um, I don't have the remote control, but um, yeah, um, awkward. She's like, come in here, look at this. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were cooking and you put it on again because we, when we watched it the first time, it was real late. It was like I felt I actually morning. slept you through slept half through. of it the first time. You slept through half, so you put it on again and then we're like, oh. Um, but the yeah, only problem awkward. with the show was that it ended too quick and it was really not yeah. cool to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, it's going to be a whole series yeah. and 
and I think it's going to be popular popular enough that it's going to go for several years. Well, the same the, the reason I I kind of <laughs> dug it was the uh, same guy that did the music for Battlestar Galactica, the mm-hmm. reimagined one. Uh, Bear McCrary is doing the music for this one, and of course this one is set. If you haven't heard about it, Outlander is set. Uh, back in time. Well, it starts in the 1940s, but then, and goes, then back. It goes back 200 years, the right. 1740s. But it, it's in, and is it in Scotland? Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a bunch of Scottish music, and the way that they did it was just fantastic. The, sounding. the cinematography it was good. Was awesome. It the was like music, watching a movie. The music was awesome. And all the accents so, were authentic and good. The, like, I can't even talk like that. The actors right. did great jobs. You know, the only thing is I would, I, I was like, should we even talk about it on the podcast? Because that? Of, oh, because mean the, the, of the few um, <clears throat> blush-worthy moments. Blush-worthy moments? As, as yeah. our friend Jen called them. Um, Hi, Jen. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for young children because I've read the series and I wouldn't recommend this book series for young children because no, there no. are several graphic scenes, both, you know, husband, wife-wise, and there's some violence. And it, it's a very descriptive book. And, and in some ways that can be really good. And in other ways it can be awkward or disturbing right um but definitely for mature audiences yes the main character of it is a very strong woman um from a spiritual ass um point of view it's kind of interesting because there's quite a bit of catholicism um Mm -hmm. but there's also some other spiritual influences in there some druid kind of stuff going on and um and then there's kind of a scientific perspective because the main character is basically a scientist. She was raised partially by an archaeologist, a scientist, and um, and she's a nurse and slash kind of a doctor. Um, so she's very analytical, very scientific, and yet she has a Christian background. And um, at times throughout the book series, she does pray and... You know, I think she's open to spiritual things as a character. Um, well, it shall be interesting it, to it's see. It's very interesting. It's I, I love historical fiction. I always have. When I was a kid, I was a book geek as far as I read every single biography in our grade school library. Right. I just thought learning about people's lives, about how they lived, what how they thought. Um. You know, I always found that fascinating. And so if if someone likes history, they like it. But again, not for young people. Even for people our age, it can be a little awkward and we might fast forward some. So <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, well, I just wanted to talk yeah. about the, the uh, premiere. And then yeah. we shall see what happens in the series, shall we? Well, I know Ron Moore was the one that says executive producer. And... What he did to to Battlestar Galactica, which we watched back in the 1980s. Um, the old Battlestar the old Galactica. Battlestar he reimagined Galactica. it. He reimagined it and made it a lot more... Gritty, sexy, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Much more PG-13, where that's, it was like... That's right. Pretty much G or PG when we watched it as kids. Um, yeah. It was more family-friendly. So I wasn't quite sure what he was going to do to Outlander. Oh, I was pretty sure. 
he he did definitely push the envelope on a few things um that well we shall see yeah we'll see how he goes forward so It'll be interesting, but the cinematography was outstanding. The music was outstanding. The acting was and at outstanding. One, and at one point, they were outstanding in a field. Yeah, or running away from soldiers shooting at them. Shush. Oh, sorry. Don't is spoil that a spoiler? Anything. Shush. Sorry. Drink your drink. Sorry. I was thirsty. I can't believe that. She's watching these bad shows and drinking beer. It's not beer, it's Diet Pepsi, which is probably less healthy than beer, but I don't know. Oh my beer. gosh, are we going to get into this? Okay, so my go goodness. ahead. I know it's And now we're going to talk about a sermon that I did. How, how's that? <laughs> now after, what else? What did we talk about? Sci-fi, we talked about rock music, yeah. and um, adult entertainment. <laughs> I don't know if it's adult entertainment. <laughs> well, it's well, you, more adult than we usually watch. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. um, so anyway, um, now... We will talk about Rick's outstanding message that he shared at Raymond First Baptist Church this morning. Yeah, I talked about faith. Yeah. Now, this one is a little bit more direct than I've done in the past. So, those of you that, uh, I don't know, I don't. I guess I shouldn't put a disclaimer on it. This is what I talked about. So, I, I was thinking, I was actually going to share a completely different message. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I needed to talk about faith and how all of us have a measure of faith given to us and uh, it's it's our belief that god put faith inside of every single person um and sometimes you know well i'll talk about it you'll hear it and you can let, let us know what you think it's um i mean we i am sharing what i believe so you know nobody get freaked out over the fact that i believe a certain way because everybody believes a certain way don't they yeah and um yeah and i think that that's one of the cool things that I like about God is that he doesn't force anyone to believe in him or to follow him. He just says, hey, this is a life that if you live, you know, I'll walk with you and, and you know, I want to walk with you. I want to have a relationship with you, but I'm not going to force it on you. Yeah. So you'll, I'm sure people will find it interesting, but, uh. Yeah. So we're going to share that message and we'll be back to say goodbye in just a moment. Well, good morning once again. Feels like we already had church. Uh, but now you're in trouble because here I am. Huh? A couple years ago, it was time for me to get new glasses because I couldn't see anymore. You know what that's like? Scary is what it's like. I went into the optometrist's office and I sat and waited. And I thought to myself, wow, getting old is, is really fun in some ways and not so fun in other ways. So I get into the doctor's chair and he dials me up, you know, all the stuff that they do. And he's quite a talkative. He's a believer. So it was fun to talk to him about 
some of the mission things that he was doing over in the Philippines. And he's working away on me, and, and he goes, huh, hmm, huh. And I'm like, well, those aren't good things to hear from a doctor, you know? It's like when the dentist is working on you, and he goes, whoops. <laughs> things you don't say when you're working on a patient. Well, he goes, he's him and Han, and, and he grabs this book from the side of the table, and he, it's patterns that are different colors. And he goes, hey, can you, what color is this? And I'm like, saying the colors. And he goes, what pattern is this? And I'm like, telling him, and I'm like, this is easy. He turns the page, and he goes, what is this? And I couldn't see anything. I'm like, what? I don't know. What is that? And he goes, well, I, I've got news for you. You're colorblind. And I went, I am not colorblind. I did graphic. He goes, uh, I'm an eye doctor. You're colorblind when it comes to brown and red. And you need bifocals. Bifocals? What? So he prescribes everything. And, I, and then Amy wins the fight that we've had for 28 years that uh, she kept saying to me, you're colorblind. And I kept saying, I am not. And now she's justified. And she was... Instead of going, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. She goes, I told you so. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I order the glasses. And nowadays, you can't tell they're bifocal. It used to be when they were bifocal. My grandma's glasses, I remember, they had the big thing in the middle. And you knew. She was like, ah, Now, they don't even look like they're bifocals. And I get them back. It's a week or so. I get them back. I slip them on, they fit me and everything, and they say, okay, now it's going to be a little funny at first, but uh, you'll get used to it. They had no idea. Well, I guess they did. They're an eye doctor place. But I'll tell you, I almost took them back because I'm saying, this is a piece of junk. I just paid a whole bunch of money to be tripping over myself. Things didn't look right. I would sit there, and I'd go up and down, and then I'd try to figure it all out. I was at church one day playing music. The music's in front of me. But did you know that when you're at church and you have to move like this, it, everything went out of focus. And then I'm, it was really difficult. Needless to say, I, I messed it up pretty bad a few times. And that whole week, was it was blurry and crazy. And finally, I adjusted. But the fact is, what we believe determines what we do and how we see the world around us. So in other words, if you have sunglasses on, then it's not so bright all the time, right? If Whatever you have on your glasses, you're going to see through them, right? And I believe that our lives are exactly like that. What we believe, our belief system, what we hang our hat on, becomes what we see and how we react to the world around us. For instance, let's say... I remember when I was a kid, I used to walk to school. A lot of people don't do that anymore. It's kind of a dangerous world now. But at the time, I was just little Ricky walking to school. And I would go past this house that had Doberman pinchers. Do you remember those dogs? You know, and they were on a chain that came right out to the sidewalk. And then they, you know, choked themselves. And of course, every time I'd walk past, they'd run at me at the top speed. I was always scared they were going to bite my legs off. I was just a little kid. I was kindergarten. So needless to say, I developed a fear of dogs when I was just a little kid. So now, every time that I was around a dog, I thought they were going to be like those Doberman Pinchers. Because my belief was, dogs are evil and nasty. I put that on, and every dog is evil and nasty. Even the Chihuahua from Taco Bell. They're all nasty. They're barking little things. 
I had to change my attitude towards dogs when I came home from school one time. Uh, we were living on a farm by that time, and my parents had purchased a new dog, a, a border collie, named Shannon. Shannon was tied up on the back porch, and that's the only way you got into my house. The front door didn't work correctly. We never went in the front door. We always went in the back door. So when I went to the porch, a, I was going to go into the house, and here is this dog. Remember, dogs are evil and nasty. And he's, he's on the end of his chain. He's wiggling all over the place, and he goes, lifts up his lip like that. I thought he was going to bite me. So I stayed outside for two hours and waited for Dad to get home from work. Come to find out the dog was smiling. But, you see, I reacted differently because I thought dogs were evil and nasty. I got, he, he was my best friend. I ran away with him twice. We did everything together. He was my space dog. I was Darth Vader. He was my space dog. I mean, he did everything with me. He was the best dog in the whole wide world. I love dogs. Now I have a dog. I love my dog. I'm not scared. Well, I don't like the big ones. And I still have a little twinge when I pull up to a house and there's a big dog barking. I don't really want to get out because I think back to those times. Because what we believe determines on what we see around us in the world around us. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been called crazy because of your faith? No one wants to admit it, but we are those people. We're the crazy ones. But you know, you're really not being called crazy because of your faith. You're being called crazy because of your faith in God. Because all of us, to some certain degree, have faith. It was built into us by God. Human beings have faith. Now, what we have faith in determines... Again, how we will live and where we will go and what we will head towards. What is the definition of faith? Well, we know from the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we've heard this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. We've heard that before. It sounds real spiritual. It is. It's nice and everything. But practically... Why don't we break that down just a little bit? I think, in other words, it's a strong belief in something that either hasn't come to pass yet, or that we can't see with our eyes, but we see it and we know it in other ways. The definition of faith in the dictionary is, number one, confidence or trust in a person or thing, or the one that we're talking about today, belief that is not based on proof. I would challenge that just a little bit. And belief in God in the doctrine or teachings of religion is what the Webster's Dictionary says. But I believe we all have an inherent disposition to faith. It's built into us. Things that we believe in are all around us that we can't see. For instance, how about gravity? You know that every one of us in this room, unless we're on medication or something, uh, maybe not medication, unless we're on something that we shouldn't be taking, <laughs> we believe that when we put our feet out to the side of the bed and put them on the ground, we're going we're gonna to stand up. There's going to be something under us, right? You have a certain amount of faith in the floor. If you didn't, you wouldn't put your feet on it. 
you ever been at a construction site? I always get nervous about it because I don't want to fall through things. But I, I don't know if you've ever worked in construction or on, uh, putting sheetrock up. But you put sheetrock up between the studs, you know. And if you step in between them, you'll break through. It looks solid. But you, I always test the waters before I step on stuff. I, if it's, if it's going to give a little bit, I don't step the rest of the way. I don't have faith that it will hold me up. But you think about it. Every day we do things out of faith and don't even think about it. It's just a natural thing. Now, you say, well, you can prove gravity because you can take something and drop it and it's going to fall to the ground. Well, you can mess that up by going up in space and dropping it and it just floats, right? But the, but the fact is you can't see it working. It just does work. And we believe that every day. How about this one? Every one of us in this room believes in air. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here right now. Because we suck it all the time. And we exhale it. We believe in air. Now we can't see air. It's invisible. But if we don't have it, we're in big trouble, aren't we? So we have a certain degree of faith in the air. That we're going to be able to breathe it into our lungs. And have oxygen in our blood. And we can live and be alive. Right? How about this one? Something that we believe in every day. But we can't really see it. How about... Love. You can see the results of love. You can see the results of air. You can see the results of gravity. But you can't see it. One of the biggest ones people use all the time when they're talking about their faith is you can see the wind blowing things, but you can't see it. The wind is there, but you, but it, you can see the effects of it, but you can't see the wind. We, believe, we have a certain amount of faith that it's there. But we can't see it with our eyes. So human beings are made to believe in things that they don't necessarily see all the time. Now, you're going to get some logical people that will, that will say, Oh, I don't want anything to do with this stuff. I just, whatever scientific I believe what that is, it's got, you, I've got to see it with my own eyes or it's not true. Right? You have people like that? Let me prove one more time that we have a certain amount of faith. You. What, what's your name again? Come on up here, buddy. What, what's your name again? Corgan. Corgan. That's a cool name. All right. Everybody say hi to Corgan. Okay, now I'm going to make Corgan disappear. Poof. No, just joking. I'm not a magician. Um, let me ask you a question, simple question in front of everyone. Do you believe that chair is there? Yes. Really? Why? Because I can see it. You can see it. He believes, how many people believe the chair is there? That rhymed. <laughs> okay, y'all believe the chair is there. Do you want to really see Corgan really believe the chair is there? Because he can see it, we can all see it. But let's have him put his faith and his trust in it for a moment. Would you sit on that for a minute? Sure. Whoa. Did you see that? Now, that chair is there, right? Yeah. But now, Corgan took it a step further than any of us. He sat in the chair. It's holding his weight up. Now, you really want to see a fanatic? Sure. Can you just raise your legs up and just let the whole chair support? Just put your legs up. Whoa! Look it! This guy's Superman right here. Super faith. 
Not only does he believe the chair is there and he put his weight on it, now he's totally surrendered to the fact that the chair is keeping him from falling on his back end. Right? All right, everybody give him a hand. You did a great job. So, there we go. That's faith in a nutshell. Some people say, well, you're really religious. I love that when people say, no, I'm not really religious. I just actually believe in God. I trust in Him. I allow Him to take my weight, which can be interesting at times, I would imagine. <laughs> but let me ask you another question. How do you think this chair became? Do you think that one night, in the middle of nowhere, well, let's say in a building somewhere, the dust was stirred up and it became, we started dusting all around. There was some wind involved. And all of a sudden, uh, a few pieces of metal went, and they came into the middle of the, and then some leather, and, well, I don't know about leather, maybe vinyl, and it comes over here, and, and all of a sudden it went, boom, chair. How many believe that that's how the chair was made? No, look at it. We have a brain, and God gave us one. I believe somebody engineered that chair, came up with the idea, hey, I don't want to sit on the floor. I'd like to sit on, on a chair. And so they designed this chair, and they got the metal, and they bent it, and they sent off to whatever they needed to do to get this or that, and they did. And then pretty soon, by the time they were done, the master craftsman or whoever it was had a chair. Not only did he have a chair, he had a chair that he could sit down, and sit in it. How many people believe that's how the chair was made? Sure you do. Because it's easier to believe that. Now why in the world do we have a whole bunch of people in the world that think for some reason a bunch of little stuff was going around in space and, blah, 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 and it, it, it kind of, who knows where that came from, but it all got together and had this little conversation and said, let's make a human no, it didn't even say that. It was just a bunch of random things. Hit, boom, boom, boom. And there was this blob of primordial soup. And all of a sudden, out of that came a lizard or something, or a fish, or something. And then it grew legs and got onto land, and here we are. Do you believe that? Well, of course not. Look at the human body. Look at us. We're all shapes and sizes. We're all colors, different colors. We're all unique and wonderfully made. I mean, just the, just the fact that we all have different fingerprints. Just the fact that, that we're breathing life and, it, and we work and we're, the, all these amazing systems. The nervous system and the, 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 uh, all the, the blood pumping through us and how that all works. That is so complex. I can't figure it out. Scientists try, but they can't even get it all figured out. What's easier to believe? For us. That a bunch of group came together and made this amazing thing that we are. Or that there was someone or something. I believe it's someone. That divinely engineered us. And then you look around and oh my gosh. The world we live in is amazing and it speaks to a creator. God put inside of us. We didn't even do this ourselves. We never worked it up. It was given to us by God. God put on the inside of us faith. We all have the ability to believe. The question is, 
What do we choose to believe in? In Romans chapter 12, I think it's really interesting. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Now, I preached on this before. We're not, that's not the part I wanted you to hear. I want you to hear the very end when he said, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. It means that God has given us all a measure of faith. And in Romans chapter 1, very interesting It says, but God's angry displeasure erupts as acts of human mistrust and wrongdoing and lying accumulate as people try to put a shroud over the truth. But the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes as such can't see. Eternal power for instance, and the mystery of his divine being. So nobody really has a good excuse. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all. Sound familiar? They pretended to to know it all, but... They were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God, who holds the whole world in His hands for cheap. Uh, uh, whole, he holds the whole world in His hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. So God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you get. And it wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God. And they worshiped the God they made instead of the God who made them. The God we bless. The God who blesses us. Oh yes. So you see, here's the reason that people don't want to come to grips with faith. Because if they believe in God, then they have to come to grips with who God is. And that's a little more difficult, isn't it? Because if God truly is who we see that he is, and we read who he is, and some of us know who he is, if he really is that way, then it's our responsibility to live for him because he died for us. My search for God, for the true faith that I was looking for, went all over the place until I found Jesus Christ. And I should probably say that he found me a long time ago, before I ever looked for him. And he's found you. He knows you better than you know yourself. You know, most all other religions will have you work your way into his graces, into the graces of the deity or or whatever it is, but not in Christianity. See, it's the most organic, thought-provoking, and challenging message that exists today. If taken in context, the Bible is full of amazing, helpful information that not only helps us, but can transform our lives for the better. And true Christianity is this. Are you ready? Instead of us trying to get God to love us, notice me, God, I'm doing all these great things. Or I'm such a sinner, Lord. But here I am. 
Love me. And that's not at all what Christianity is. You know what Christianity is? Jesus saying, I know what you've done. I know your failure in these areas. I know. But guess what? I love you. I accept you. I gave my life for you. And to me, you are wonderful and you're beautiful. See, it's not us working our way to heaven. It's heaven working its way to us through Jesus Christ. Wow. Does that give you goosebumps? Does me. There's a difference between believing and believing. What we believe is very important to how we live and where we're headed. If you don't like where you have ended up at, perhaps you should look at what you believe. Do you know if you change what you believe, you'll also change where you're at? Interesting. Having hope, by the way, helps us believe. When we have hope. And last but not least, if we truly believe in God, then total surrender to Him as God is really important. Romans chapter 10, this is a wonderful, one of my favorite verses ever, says uh, in verse 9 through 10, says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is boss, then you shall be saved. What are you saved from? Well, we're saved from ourselves. <laughs> But really, truly, the good news is that we're saved from eternity in hell. That's pretty good news. We're saved from all the rotten and yucky sinful things that we as human beings can do and have done and probably will still do. That's how much he cares about us. And that goes on in, in, in verse 13 to say, for everyone. Now, let me just ask again. What does everyone mean? That means you, 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 them, 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 them. For everyone, not just a select few, for everyone that calls upon the name of Jesus shall be what? Saved. That means regardless of who they've been with, what they've shoved into their veins. What we've done with our lives, even the things that we said about God, the people we've messed over, the family members that we don't get along, I could, the list can go on and on, even the most horrible dark secret that you have. Guess what? Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, we don't think that's fair in our humanness, but God has a lot of grace. And how many are grateful for His grace? Every one of us, if we call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. And guess what? Every one of us have a certain measure of faith. God already put it on the inside of us. Even the most staunch atheist, when it comes time, there's a, there's a spark of faith there. Now, how that all works, I don't know. But our, our job is to live for God and to be a witness for Him, to do something that changes the life of people because we care about them and we love them. Let's pray. God, you are amazing. They're really, I mean, we could sit here and come up with words to describe how we feel, but we're in awe of your grace in our lives. 
That you would put faith on the inside of us. Something that we can't see with our eyes, but we feel with our heart. And that we know. That we know. You. Personally. What an amazing thing. What an amazing experience. God help us not to squander that belief. Help us to be men and women that have faith in you. And faith in the plan that you have for our lives. Lord there are so many hurting people around us. So many people that don't know you. Would you help us to care about them the way you care about them. To look past the outside and the behavior. And to look deep into the heart like you do. And help spark that faith. God, forgive us for being judgmental and saying, well, this person or that person could never be in love with Jesus. They could never be in the kingdom of heaven. God, forgive us for ever uttering those words or even thinking those thoughts. Because God, if you can save us, you can save anyone. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your grace in our lives. We do surrender to you and ask for your help. Strengthen our faith, God, that we might be able to show you to a lost and dying world, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And there you go. So how did you think it was received today? <clears throat> I think that people like the message and... um there is a pretty good crowd for the Baptist Church of Old Raymond, Washington. I had to go a lot faster than I wanted to on that. I had better information to share, but uh, I looked up about the time I started, and it was already almost time to end, so I had to really push through it. Yeah, and, and I don't think we sing as many songs we started today. But we started oh, later. We started late today. Yeah, we started a little bit later because a lot of people were talking, and then um, it was communion today, too. Yeah, and another thing is um, on top of being the preacher man there some Sundays, um, you're also kind of the tech guru. Uh, so we we needed to come early and try to figure I out I didn't some help him with anything, stuff. though. Did, uh, I mean, I did one thing. I plugged the computer in so that it would uh, record. But uh, Okay. Well, I saw they had words on the overhead again, which they haven't been able to do yeah, for a while. Yeah, so that was good. So, yeah, they're getting it figured out but as far as the message is concerned um it's pretty basic doctrine doctrinal stuff that we've known for many years but uh i don't know it's just a little bit different message than i usually do but it was appropriate for the raymond first baptist church yeah, so you had church I, with us today Yeah, i hope everybody enjoyed it and <laughs> uh, i know not everybody's gonna agree with what i say but that's you know i don't agree with what everybody else says too but we can still love each other sure sure yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah. So you got to get inside our lives there for a while. And um, we had a good time. And I think one of my favorite things about today is we had a bunch of friends from our neck of the woods come to drive down yeah, to Raymond. Yeah, that was nice. So we got to go out and have lunch with your mom think, and with our yeah, friends, yeah. Eddie and Alina. Did I say her name right? Because sometimes yeah. I, Elena, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also uh, our friend Nancy and my daughter, our and, daughter. And our daughter's friend. And our daughter's friend, Brianna. So we all went out for yeah, lunch at mom. the uh, 
the 50 i was I already said that at oh. the 50s diner in yeah, uh, raymond slater's called diner. slater's diner so if you're ever driving down 101 and need a good place to eat slater's, slater's diner, diner we highly recommend it it's really a good lot of fun. it's right next to the dairy queen in raymond right cool on memorabilia and all road, sorts of cool stuff yeah. inside there yeah. yeah matter of fact our waiter is an elvis impersonator so if you go to the county fair, you might see was him dressed him? up in was his he Elvis. Elvis yeah, he has the whole costume and everything. No, yeah, are is. you kidding me? And there's Elvis stuff all over. Well, he had quite a sense of humor because I said, "Man, it's busy in here." He goes, "Oh no, it's not." And I looked at him like, "What?" He's sweating, you know, yeah. profusely. <laughs> we had to wait like 15 minutes for a to table. To get a table. I mean, it was packed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "No, no, no, it's not busy." And and it took me a minute to go. He's being sarcastic. Yeah. And then he came back and I said, how are, how is this particular dish? He goes, oh, it's awful. You'll love it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So he was really funny. Yeah, he was funny. and He served a mean iced tea. Mm. And I had a really good Southwest chicken salad. Yeehaw. Well, it's because yeah. I'm on the country station now. That's why. Yeah, I have to do everything We like Southwest. everything Southwest. Hey, the Grace Harbor County Fair is coming up and we might go to some of it before next podcast. Yeah, maybe. I'm thinking about maybe Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. I want to go see. uh, I want to go see the Van Halen tribute band, and my wife's just shaking her head like I don't even believe. And I'm thinking I'd rather see the band Hump Tulips, which is more okay. Now you better okay. People that don't understand that might look at us funny. Okay, the Hump Tulips is the name of a river. In our area, and a, it's a and Native a, American term. And it's also the name of a town Yeah, out Hump there Tulips is the name of a town. Called Hump Tulips. And that, yeah. there's a, a country western band That's of local people Hump Tulips. that won a big championship and battle, battle of the bands. Of the bands. They're really good. My good friend um, Don, Stone. Don Stone is it. Chloe's mm. in it yeah. and several other people. But And the, the lady I work with at the radio station, she's the manager of the band. Yeah, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be playing on Wednesday. No, Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. And then there's a, there's a Thomas Rhett, the country singer, will be there on Wednesday, Wednesday night. night. And then on Thursday night, some band is there. I can't remember their names. I'm so sorry, you guys. I can't remember your name. The, the Thomas Rhett band is sponsored by the rival country radio stations. I don't know if we can mm, go to that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I played some of his music on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there it, you it's go. good. You know, it's good to support your local community and go to the fair. But we're thinking about maybe Saturday if we can get uh, Eddie and Alina to go with us. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. You guys want to come with us? Come on. Meet us at the Grace Harbor County Fair on Saturday night. Yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll maybe see. we'll get a scone if they. Have, do you think they have scones? Do they have gluten free scones? I doubt that. <laughs> I want a scone. Yeah. Do you have Sad. scones at your fairs? I'm not sure if there's anything at the fair that I can eat. <laughs> I never thought about that. I'm sorry. I could take it. Some you could have those curly fries, that, except that there's so mix. much grease in them that you. I'll take some trail mix in my purse. <laughs> That might be appropriate if we were at the country thing. but Yeah. Okay. So why don't we tell people how we can get, they can get a hold of us. All right. Go ahead. You can get a hold of us at rick at takeinwithyou.com or amy at takeinwithyou.com. Or you can just chase us down the street. Yeah, but that would be kind of awkward. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So um, we'd love to hear from you, though. And you can check us out on our Facebook pages. Um, facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash 
Amy Dotmoyer, and Rick always posts lots of pictures of our garden, lots of our flowers, which we have a lot blooming right now. Yeah. And um, we didn't even do any garden talk. Yeah. So, no talking about slugs. Sorry. Sorry, Vanderloos. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. The Rusted Robot Podcast rocks. (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. So, Tales from the Mouse House. And, yeah, it's great stuff. So, (laughs) this has been. A Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2014. The Anomaly Podcast is awesome, too. You're just waffling on. (laughs) (laughs) That's another podcast. Yeah. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Taking With You podcast. Yeah. Can we go make dinner? Yeah, I'm hungry. The shadows of town need a man.